0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Looking Up with Danny Sharissa and Shell, our producer, and we are so glad that you are tuning in to Faith FM Radio right now. How are you, Pastor Danny?
1: I am praising the Lord, my friend. <laughs> That's why I'm looking you, up and praising the Lord.
0: <laughs> Every time I ask him the question, we get that wonderful answer, and it's a good thing to be praising God, especially today. And it's a beautiful day, even though the sun may not be shining where you are. You can at least know that behind the clouds, the sun is always shining. And Amen. And amen. That's, uh, that's a really good thing. Well, we just want to take this time to just set the table for the rest of our program today. We have an exciting Bible study. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think the other Bible studies we've had have been exciting, this one is going to be incredibly epic because what are we talking about?
1: We are tying all the different pieces together that we've been looking at as far as some of the some of the final movements um of Bible prophecy and we're gonna be looking at the superpower, the lone superpower today in Bible prophecy.
0: Wow. Wow. Well-
1: so I'm all excited and the lone moral. Superpower.
0: Ooh, okay. In well, Bible
1: prophecy. So these two superpowers coming together at the end of time. It's going to be huge.
0: I can't wait to, till we get to digging into that mm. together with our listeners. And uh, we look forward to this. And we just want to remind you, if you want to go back and check on the previous episodes of this show, you can go to the Faith FM website. And under the Looking Up tab, you can click on the podcasts there. And all of the previous episodes are there for you. In fact, I would actually encourage you all to download the Faith FM app because mm, you can uh, listen then even yes. when you're out of uh, radio signal range. And uh, just the number, if you would like to contact us during today's program, uh, the studio number here is 0491-064-669. And you'll want to keep that handy because we have a prize to give away to the first and third person who calls or connects with us in today's show. Uh, we'll tell you more about that in the next segment. But again, the number 0491 Nine, And uh, we're going to go to the news in, in our next segment. But before we get there, maybe we can just share a little bit about what's been happening in our. What was the highlight of your weekend? How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> Did you give thanks? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Um, on Thanksgiving, I think I just had my normal, simple, everyday meal. And you um, gave thanks. And I gave thanks to the Lord. the Lord. Absolutely. But I know it's a big deal for our American friends. And we hope and pray they had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Shell, our producer. Oh, she would have had like, it would have been the worst. She works. had a
0: big table, I, Indeed. I am sure. Indeed. Well, uh, I had a great weekend too. And look, we're going to go to a song, one of my favorites by Evie Tornquist, Live for Jesus, That's What Matters. Enjoy this song and we'll be back right after this break. Oh,
2: I want, All I want. Judy.
3: Jesus.
0: Evie Tornquist singing Live for Jesus one of my favorite songs actually Mm. and uh, you're listening to Looking Up and we are just about to go into the headlines for the day but a little reminder that if you're listening and you would like to obtain and be in the running for the prize we have two prize giveaways today going to the first and third person to connect with us during the show when we give the code word, we haven't given it yet but just to give you a little heads up as to what the free prize is, it's a book by Steve Wahlberg called the rapture delusions wow
1: that is an epic book that one is worth having on your shelf do you have no i don't but i've got a (laughs) half
0: you just heard the name (laughs) and you're like i know him
1: (laughs) look i've got a few books from him in my library and whatever steve (laughs) Wahlberg writes by faith by faith i know it's going to be good oil
0: all right. So well, it's epic, you heard it. What a what a plug. Come <laughs> past, Danny. So yes, the Rapture Delusions exposing dangerous errors about the end of the world. And just the first uh, line here of the write up of the book: The Rapture Delusions shatters popular myths, breaks the spell of false theories, reveals solid biblical truth, and will help prepare you for the end of the world. You're going to want to be in the running for this. We will give the code word later on in the program, but just so you have the number ready. It's 491 64 Keep that handy when we give the code word, call or text us. And if you're the first or third, you can have this book on your shelf. Amen. Well, Pastor Danny, what's happening in the world? Well,
1: what isn't happening in the world? <laughs> Might a be a question. more appropriate question. Um, yeah, look, there is once again um, some some more significant developments when it comes to you know, Bible prophecy. I think we can probably begin with What most Australians have been tuning into and are talking about regarding this new variant um, that has come out of South Africa, this new COVID variant. And, you know, we don't know too much about it um, at this point in time. However, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of angst um, in our community and I guess around the world. Uh, when it comes to, you know, what this variant will do. We know what Delta did and is continuing to do around the world. So will this variant, you know, take Delta to a new level? You know, will it go to a new level or not? We just don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of apprehension.
0: Mm, yeah, that's, it's, we're facing the unknown yet again. Yeah. And uh, just, again, highlighting what the Bible says, men's hearts would be mm. failing them for fear from the things which would come upon the world at the end of time and, Yes, we have no idea, but God knows the future. And God that's, does know the God future. God is in control. God I was thinking know. as I, when I saw the headlines yeah. start up about this om, Omicron.
1: Omicron, I think it is. Is that right, Michelle? Omicron?
0: We might run out of Greek letters soon. Uh,
1: (laughs) This is is a bit like when um, the United States had a season of hurricanes where they literally ran out of letters, you know, and they had to start again.
0: That's right. But when Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 7, he said, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, plural, Mm -hmm. pestilences, Plural. Plural. Yeah. I mean, there've been many pestilences throughout history, but it's just the the you know yeah. multiplication of them yeah. today that really highlights it for me, uh, and earthquakes in various places.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's interesting that um, you know, we, we talk about it's it's been interesting because as 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 our governments here in Australia and around the world, but let's just talk about Australia. You know, every night on the news they show the the statistic as far as, you know, how many how many vaccinations we have now, you know, and I think the total's nearly up to about forty million, you know. Um, vaccinations have been given out in Australia and I think nearly ninety eighty percent, eighty five percent of the Population of Australia, 16 plus, is double vaccinated and I think there's about 90% that are single. And so we've been looking at those numbers and people have been like, oh, you know, we're almost out of the woods, you know what I mean? We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's getting brighter and brighter and brighter and everyone's really excited and Christmas is coming and, and even the unvaccinated, you know, the unvaccinated are excited and they're looking forward to December 15 here in New South Wales and if you're in Victoria... Um, I think it's the opposite. And if you're in Queensland, I think it's the opposite. I've got family in Victoria and Queensland and um, their their days are numbered. Um, As far as freedom is concerned, that is the unvaccinated. So they're kind of going in the opposite direction to where New South Wales is heading. But, you know, we have these plans laid out. We've got Christmas plans laid out. We've got travel plans laid out. We are just chatting to our friend Shell, um, our producer, and we asked her, what are you doing for Christmas? And she's like... Um, <laughs> you
0: Don't know, right know now. <laughs>
1: exactly right. And so, so we're having to put, you know, weddings and, um, you know, and other functions, you know, potentially on hold. Um, you know, people are, you know, there's just so much uncertainty, so much uncertainty. And all of a sudden Omicron turns up, you know, just like that. And before you know it, um, things could, Change in a week, you know, Mm -hmm. we're saying where things are now this week. Our primary is saying one thing this week. Next week it might be a totally different story. And so there's just so much uncertainty. And based on that, I couldn't help but think of the words of Scripture. You know, you mentioned Scripture Mm -hmm. and what Jesus had to say. I love what Daniel, you know, the prophet Daniel has to say At the end of that dream, you know, he tells the king the meaning of his dream. He, first of all, retells the king's dream. That's in Daniel chapter 2. You know, the dream that foretells the. The history of the world, the then known world, you know, the kingdoms of Babylon and Medo Persia and Greece and Rome and then the division of Rome all the way through to the second coming of Jesus. And and King Nebuchadnezzar is on the edge of his seat. And Daniel says to him at the very end, and I want to read these words, these are powerful words that are so applicable for our day. It says here at the end of uh the passage, and these are the final words of Daniel to King Nebuchadnezzar there in Daniel chapter two. These are his Mm -hmm. final Mm -hmm. words, the king. And he says. The dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. Amen. Certainty and assurity. Certainty and assurity. I like that. and, um, And if ever we needed certainty and assurance, it's today. And my dear friends, wherever you are listening from right now, the only place where you can have complete assurance, complete certainty is in Jesus Christ and His Word.
0: Amen. That's a beautiful that's, thought right there. It is. And I'll have
1: a little bit more of Go that ahead. sermon. Can I finish off Go the ahead, sermon? Okay. Please. Oh, you shouldn't encourage me. But anyway, <laughs> this is powerful because when it comes to Bible prophecy, and that's why our show is focused on Bible prophecy in connection with the coming of Jesus. Because if there is something in the scriptures that is certain and sure, it is the sure word of prophecy, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to the coming of Jesus and the signs of the coming of Jesus. And that's what our program today will focus on as we take a look at these two end time superpowers coming together. Now it says here in second Peter chapter one verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. I like how the King James puts it. Sure. For we have a more sure word of prophecy. More sure word of prophecy. And earlier on, um, you know, Peter says, for we did not follow cunningly devised fables. In other words, we didn't follow fake news. You know, yes. we have followed the truth. Yes, the truth. And anyway, it's that's, tested
0: and tried. Absolutely, that's I the love end of that, that. That's
1: the end of that little mini oh, sermon. I
0: was. I'm glad we heard the sermon because you know that's something that really strikes me when I read the book of Daniel. That Daniel had such confidence, mm. such surety in, in his God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like when he goes before Nebuchadnezzar, he says, no one on earth could tell you, but there is a mm. God in heaven. Amen. He doesn't say there might be, or I think there is a God mm. in heaven, or I feel there could be a God. <laughs> he says, there is a God.
1: The the opinion on the street suggests <laughs> that there may be a God.
0: No, Daniel says there is a God in heaven and he lived his life in Babylon with that certainty.
1: According to the latest news poll... <laughs> In Babylon, <laughs> it appears right. <laughs> that 70% do agree with that statement. No, yeah, it's a hundred percent. I love it
0: when you're living according to God's word and Amen. faith in Him, not according to public opinion or polls. There is uh, great security and peace in that.
1: Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Indeed. Well, well, anything else taking place?
0: Oh, look, where do we start? This one this happened last night. Uh, well, earlier this week, mm. uh, there was an earthquake in Peru. Mm-hmm. and it was a magnitude 7.5 um, on the Richter scale wow. earthquake. That's, that's a That's a significant one. earthquake.
1: That's yes, a significant and
0: so it's, it's left a lot of structural damage. Wow. Um, but apparently, you know, the president is vowing to help those who've been seriously affected. I'm looking here on my news page and seeing all the, you know, no casualties have been reported, praise mm. God. Mm, but when the ground shakes beneath you, it certainly wakes you up and, mm. you know, reminds us again what Jesus said. Those birth pains that will take place, you know, before he comes, part of that is, you know, an. an T- intensifying and in- and increasing frequency of yeah, earthquakes that we right. will experience it is, it in is. the world, and I haven't lived through an earthquake yet. I have. You have
1: little ones in little New ones. Zealand because we lived in New Zealand for six years.
0: But I can imagine it would have been a little bit disconcerting to feel the ground it was, move it was, your but feet. But there,
1: there 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 was a positive side yeah. to the earthquake in that my wife has never given me such a strong hug in <laughs> in my life. You know, she just clung to me for dear life the first time it happened. I remember, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, I was like. Oh, Oh wow, the earthquake! <laughs> um, when's the next one happening? No, no. I mean, obviously they're very serious, but yeah, that, that yeah. was a little light-hearted moment that yeah. I had with her. And um, but well, you good. get, you know, you get used to the earthquakes yeah. in New Zealand. And those who are in New Zealand, or if you've lived in New Zealand, you know what I'm talking about. And you know, an earthquake would happen maybe at two o'clock in the morning or whenever. You know, I'd 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 basically continue sleeping almost. Like I'd feel it. I'd kind of you know. Wake up a little bit and then yeah, go back to sleep and um, and and there and I you know there's a lesson there because the first time we were like wow you know we were kind of really alerted on you know on our guard and so on and so forth. But as time went by, we got used to it and I think, and and in a way, it's a little of 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 what's taking place in the world. We are seeing one epic. Um, world event after another that are telling us that Jesus is coming. All these earthquakes are happening. I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, world events, earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet we can still be asleep. Yes. We can like kind of like just eh, nudge open our eyes and then go back to sleep. So, so there's a real danger there. Um, yeah. That's why we need to be continually with Jesus in the word and be alert.
0: Yeah, don't get used to the signs. No, exactly. Wake up. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> don't
0: hit snooze. No, Wake up and by waking up, we mean have a relationship with Jesus, That's get to know, impo- get to know Him, because He's coming.
1: That's right. He's That's coming. Right. He wants to take you. And in it's interesting. I preached on this on Sabbath, but so I won't have another sermon now. But um, I preached on uh, on the ten virgins in Matthew twenty five verses one to thirteen, and uh, the statement that Jesus makes at the end of the parable to to the five virgins that are uh, that that are locked out, you know, is I do not know you. I'm sorry, I do not know you. And so what you said, Charissa, is right on the money. Um, To have a relationship with Jesus is to know him. You can only love someone and trust someone who you know and who you have spent time with.
0: That's right right and you know in revelation you know we're reminded that there are two groups of people when jesus comes Mm. back those who are excited to see him and those who say fall Mm. say to the rocks and the mountains fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb yeah um they just yeah now's the time to know jesus to know his love to know that he actually cares for you and he gave his life for you and he lives for you amen and uh yeah Amen. No better choice than that. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to what we've talked about? Um, yeah. I just remembered all the protests.
1: Yeah, there was a. I think they were. What were the a, a protesting for? Freedom or something? What yeah. was the theme? The overall theme? Millions, 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 freedom it was about march. About the
0: mandates. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was freedom march. That was, and um, it's interesting because we've never seen this in Australia before. Um, but yeah, we are seeing it now. And just quickly, we're about out of time um, in this segment. But we talked about Austria mm-hmm. uh, last week, oh, yes. um, the first it's going to you know propose to be the first Western European country to to mandate vaccination for everyone right mm-hmm. across the board. And I'm talking about like we don't know exactly know what age, but at least the adults and above uh, potentially younger. But anyway, and it's interesting, they were on the street and they were asking people, uh, the vaccinated. So how do you feel about the unvaccinated currently being in lockdown while you're able to roam freely? And the majority of them said, well, you know such is life Um, you know they've made their bed Mm -hmm. they need to lie in it now and um, they didn't really have too much compassion or sympathy
0: really interesting so it
1: is interesting because we're going to be talking about that today Uh, where things are going to be heading in the end
0: well signs of the times are everywhere but in all of these times God's grace Mm. is still the most amazing thing and this song is brought to you by Marlita Fong she's my sister actually enjoy this song we all will uh, we hear her sing your grace still amazes me
3: My faithful father, enduring friend, your tender mercies like a river with no my sin each time I come in to your presence I stand in wonder once again Are you someone who struggles with the painful dilemma of finding a one-stop shop where you can buy both shoes and a smoothie, a juice and a jacket, a plant-based pie and pajamas? Stop losing sleep over these troubling questions and find answers at New Start Juice and the RTM Op Shop, where all your needs for clothing and healthy food can be found. Bag where he looks around.
0: Up and we're about to begin our Bible study here on the show. But before we do, we want to remind you there is a prize up for the winning today. And to be in the winning, you have to be the first or the third person to contact us in this program uh, with the code word, which we haven't given away yet. So just keep holding on to the number. The number is 491 And the prize is an incredible book by Steve Wahlberg called The rabbit captured delusions exposing dangerous errors about the end of the world. This is a book that's probably never been more relevant than right now, so please uh, keep that number handy and look out for the code word when we give it. Well, Pastor Danny, I think it's come time for us to begin the Bible study, so I'll hand over to you.
1: Well, thank you so much, Charissa, and um, I hope and pray that you are ready for an epic Bible study, and we're going to be talking about history, and we're going to be looking at current events, and so it's going to be uh, a really interesting time together. Now, this is our fourth um, part and final part in this little mini series that we have been taking a look at a couple of the major, a couple of the major um, uh, prophetic scenarios that the Bible. Speaks of when it comes to what we are to expect at the end of time, and we've already looked at First Thessalonians chapter five, Charissa, where that really is a key passage um, that that describes, you know, what's going to be at the very heart of the second coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, the chapter five verse three, if you have it somewhere there, you may want to read that. um, Just as a reminder, First
0: Thessalonians chapter chapter five five, verse verse three. three. The Bible says, "For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape."
1: Okay, so we've discovered that the cry of peace and safety, peace and safety, will be will be what this world is craving for at the end of time. So that's what we've looked at, and we've taken a look at um, peace uh, being being something that uh, the the Bible says there will be one. Power, in particular, that will be leading the charge when it comes to seeking to encourage and um, and lead out in world peace, and that is the Roman Papacy. Mm-hmm. And we looked at some scriptures regarding that, and we looked at what's been taking place. And so we have this power, which is considered to be, you know, the world's leading moral power. You know, if if there's a moral voice. That speaks um, from that platform. Generally speaking, people look to the you know the Roman Pontiff, the the Pope, when he speaks, they see him as a moral voice, and so that's that's the peace side. And um and we've also looked at um safety and. And how the Bible speaks of a time of, of, of trouble, and we've talked about you know earthquakes earlier and so forth, and um, those labor pains intensifying, and so the world, um, the people of the world are going to be increasingly seeking for safety, security, assurance, and that's what we find ourselves in right now. You know, people want assurance. You know, they want their lives to have some kind of normality um people you know have been experiencing really difficult times and we know that that will only increase so in the context of this the bible says there will be there will be a new world order that will be established and that's what we've looked at and um we've started looking at that we're going to look at that a lot more in this in this message together so the bible says there're going to be two powers at the end of time that are going to unite mm-hmm. um and these two powers will be used by the dragon so the dragon being satan um in revelation 12:17 um he seeks to to work through these two powers yes one one the world's lone superpower and the other were world, the world's leading moral superpower um and through these two the enemy satan will work in order to gain what he has always wanted, mm-hmm. which is worship, mm-hmm. which is allegiance. And he'll seek to do that through deception and coercion. Deception and coercion. So we're going to look at all that oh, wow. in our passage today. So that's just a little summary of of maybe where we've been and where we are going, and we're going to unpack this from the Bible today. Can't wait. So probably before we begin, we probably need to pray Mm -hmm. and ask the Lord to lead and guide us. So why don't you you offer a prayer?
0: Our loving Father in heaven, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the sure word of prophecy that it is. As we study the pages of Scripture, we invite the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts, to teach us and to guide us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sharissa. All right. So... So just a just a just a reminder that the book of Revelation is written in chiastic form, and what that means is uh, the very center of the book is the bullseye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the first part of the book, um, you know, lines up with the last part, second part with the second last part, third part with the third last part, and so on and so forth, all the way down through the book until you get the very heart.
0: To of the, the central book, idea,
1: to the very central idea, and the most important part of the book, and that's how that's how Jews um, would often write literature or even books of the Bible. The Book of Daniel is also written in a chiasm,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so the Book of Revelation certainly is. The story of Noah is written in a chiasm as well, and so there's a lot of chiasm's in in Scripture, and so we have three chapters in the very heart of the book that are the center. Mm, Revelation okay. 12, 13, and 14. Yes. Those three chapters, they're in the very heart of the book. And so we discover in Revelation 12, we've got the history of the church over the last 2,000 years from the time of Christ till the end of time and then how Satan seeks to um, destroy God's church. That's the last verse of Revelation 12. And as I pointed out earlier, we have two powers that, that he, he works through and with at the end of time in Revelation 13, and then we have God's response and his people's response in Revelation 14, mm-hmm. uh, the character of God's end time people, the message they preach, and then the second coming. Mm-hmm. And so that's Revelation 12 to 14 in a nutshell. So we let's go to Revelation 13 yeah. and um, Revelation 13 verses 1 to 10 we won't take the time to read that. We've we have looked at that in previous uh, program, but here we have a description of the Roman papacy. Okay. And this was believed by many reformers when they read through Revelation 13. They compared it with Daniel chapter seven, um, and they saw that this is speaking of none other than the Roman papacy that ruled and reigned.
0: And many of and those reformers they began in the. Roman oh, church they were, state yeah, yeah. systems. Like John they Haas, were part of it. John Haas, Martin Luther was among them.
1: Martin Luther and uh, uh, yeah, a number of them. And
0: um, I know Martin Luther. He never intended to leave no, the church. He no, just he didn't. hoped to reform it. hoped right. to um, you know highlight what needed to yeah. change. How they needed to come back to the Bible. Mm. He never imagined that what happened would have happened. but uh...
1: No, no, no. That never would have been in his wildest dreams. He was right. not trying to start a new church that's right. or a movement. He just wanted, yeah, as you said, the church to go back to the Bible and the Bible alone. So our passage that we want to take a look at is this beast from the earth. So mm-hmm. there's a beast from the sea. That's the, that's the Roman papacy. That's Revelation 13 1 to 10. But then there's another beast that comes onto the scene of history. And if you want to read through, maybe we can read through the whole passage. From 11 to 17. So Revelation 13, 11 to 17. So if um, you may have your Bible where you are, I'd encourage you to pull that out and follow along because as you are following along, you'll be able to um, absorb so much more of this. So Revelation 13, 11 to 17. Sharissa, do you want to read that for us and then we'll unpack it?
0: Sure. The Bible says, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he didn't receive a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name.
1: Wow. There's a lot in there, isn't there?
0: Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> this,
1: this would have to be one of the most um, debated, um, talked about, and certainly feared passages in all of Revelation, mm-hmm. Christians mm-hmm. and non-Christians alike. I mean, if you ask a non-Christian, um, what do you know of or have heard of from the book of Revelation? can guarantee you. Mark of the beast. Mark of the beast. 666. Six, six. Exactly. That'll be at the top of their list. And by the way, 666 is there in verse 18. Yes. You know, that that, um, that infamous number is there in um, verse 18. And so a lot of people think that, yeah, that 666, that's the devil's number. <laughs> you know, so you, whatever you do, I've had people you know who have had six 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 on their number plate, and they've changed it. <laughs> <laughs> they They're like, I'm not driving around with six 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 on my number plate. Some well,
0: people have it in their mobile number. Yeah, number they plate.
1: have it on their mobile number. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah. wouldn't bother me at all, one little bit, oh. um, because I know what the I know what the number means. It's not the devil's number. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the number of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Of that first beast, you know, the Roman papacy, it's it's in connection with that. But, um, Let's take a look at um, this this power. All right. So let's find out who this power is. And I'll just put it straight out there, son, mm-hmm. that this power here is none other than the United States of America.
0: Oh, you didn't waste any time no, in putting no, that no, out no, there, did you? Just
1: put it out there. Just I, put I out. always put it out there. I put it out there and then I say, okay, now let's, let's, prove it. let's prove it. Let's take a look at the evidence for, for that statement. Okay. okay. Because it's, right. it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to have evidence for it. All right. So... I want to give a few a few points regarding this. So the first one is this scripture tells us when the United States would arise. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the first word in verse eleven? Then. Then. Okay, so
0: So then is when.
1: Yes. <laughs> when, when is then? When is then? <laughs> when is then? <laughs>
0: So right after the other beast, I guess, if you look at the previous Okay, tell us. Yeah,
1: read it. Probably from verse 9.
0: Okay, if anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast. So that was in reference to the first beast.
1: That's right. So So when did the first beast...
0: Lose its power.
1: Lose its power, go into captivity. Okay, so we're speaking of the Roman papacy. So the Roman papacy is this first beast of Revelation 13 and the second beast is the United States. So when did all that happen?
0: I love how the Bible puts it, like he would go into captivity and there was actually a time in history when the Pope was taken captive.
1: Yes, when was that? 1798. Yes, indeed. February? in February, yes, 1798, the Pope was taken captive by who? Do you remember?
0: Napoleon's general, yeah. Berthier.
1: I can't say in French. Yes, you know, no. Sorry, everybody. Berthier, yes. Yeah, um, yeah that was his, his, his general. So I'm, I'm pretty hopeless as well, I'm sure. If we had a French person, they'd be able to tell us. But, yeah, that was in 1798. <laughs> and incredibly, we talked about earlier the word of Prophecy. God said this power, the Roman papacy, would rule and reign as a religio-political power well, how long?
0: 1260 years, or and prophetic days, which was years.
1: Yeah.
0: And right on time. Amazing.
1: 538 AD, we have, you know, the Roman papacy beginning its rule and reign um, as a political and religious entity. And then we have 1260 years, and you have in 1798 right on time, you know, the Pope. Taken prisoner.
0: You know, that's one of the most encor- amazing, encouraging things about the Bible is prophecy is just so rock solid, certain.
1: So spot on. You
0: can just cross check it with history and like, wow, God, God knows the future.
1: Absolutely. It really is incredible. And, um, and so, yeah, so we have, so we have that date locked in. So, okay. So did the United States arise to power around 1798? Around that period, was it rising to, power as a nation during that period of time what do you think
0: i think it was
1: all right well let me give you some stats here
0: <laughs> okay
1: give you some history all right the united states declared its independence in 1776 mm-hmm. okay we got shell so shell is going to be fact checking us because she's an american okay. and she's going to be well she's an american now living in australia and she's extremely pleased to be living in australia aren't you shell Oh, kind of. Okay. Um, well, um, yes. 1776, they declared their independence, voted through the Constitution in 1788. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting year for Australia um, because that's when Captain Cook landed in, in Sydney, adopted the Bill of Rights in 1791 and was recognised as, as a nation well and truly by 1798. So, Sharissa, does it feel all that?
0: Yes, it does. It does.
1: So we have that first point all locked in. All right.
0: And you know, it's interesting here. I've got a a quote here. Maybe I got it from listening to you once, actually, but John Wesley.
1: Oh, yes, John Wesley. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, we
0: might have to come back and share it because we're running out of time. Oh, wow. He basically said it. So I'll say it when we come back. We're going to go to a song, I Have Fixed My Mind on Another Time, and then keep going in this incredible Bible study.
3: I have fixed my mind On another time On another time And here I mean To stand until God gives me more light And that is today 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 until he comes I have fixed my mind On another time On another time I have set my course On the narrow way On the narrow way For I know the time Is close at hand For which I watch and pray And that is today, today Today, until He comes, I have set my course on the narrow way, on the narrow way. Even so, Lord, come quickly! This is my first. in glory. He's there.
0: It Not is a beautiful song. Time. That whole
1: album is just oh, so powerful. It
0: is, it is. So thank you, Shell, for that beautiful song. You are listening to Looking Up and we're in the middle of a Bible study. Before we go further, we are going to be giving away our code word, I think, in the next segment. Mm. Yep, just checking. So, uh, the prize for the first or third person to connect with us today is a book by Steve Wahlberg. Um, and you have to connect with the code word. So just keep listening, but it's a book by Steve Wahlberg called The Rapture Delusions, Exposing Dangerous Errors About the End of the World. You need this book. If you want to know more about what the Bible truth says about, you know, what Bible truth is concerning the rapture, this is something you will love. To read. The number to keep beside you for the code word is 0491-064-669. And we are in the middle of Revelation chapter thirteen. We are talking about the second beast and we're identifying it. And Pastor Danny, you just told us, you just put it straight out there and we're proving it now. Mm. But you just said it was the United States of the America. United States
1: of America, the lone superpower in the world today. Now this
0: is a very exciting identification because I, I tried to see, you know, are there other ideas about, you know people identifying the second beast, mm. and there's not really a lot out there, which is quite surprising no, to me. No, there isn't. Um, so this is a really exciting uh, identification, and I was just going to share before mm, you keep going. Yes,
1: go indeed, from John Wesley.
0: Yes, John Wesley's notes on Revelation. He wrote this in 1754. He said concerning the second beast in Revelation chapter 13, he said, he is not yet come. But he cannot be far off, for he is to appear at the end of the 42 months of the first beast. Those 42 yeah. months is the same as 1260 days or the 1260 years when the captivity when the beast went into captivity mm-hmm. in 1798. Mm-hmm. So he knew his Bible prophecy.
1: He did. He did. And he knew that that first beast was none other than the Roman papacy.
0: He did. And Amazing!
1: S- wow, and so he's like, it's almost time, and so he didn't he didn't identify, but it's interesting. Um, and I'll share with you there. There were three, um, United States, um, Christian scholars that identified the United States, um, not by name, but two key, um, two key markers of the United States. They identified, um, well and truly. Um, before the United States came onto the scene of history. And so I'll share them in a little bit. Um, But as we go along, the next identification mark,
0: if you want to read
1: um, Revelation 13, verse 11, where does this beast come out of? What does it say? It
0: says, then I saw another beast. So we've dealt with the then. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth.
1: Okay. Well, before we get to the earth, that's where it comes up out of. What does a beast represent in Bible prophecy?
0: Well, if it, if Bible prophecy is consistent across the board, it's always representing a kingdom or political power. That's
1: right. That's right. And we can read about that in Daniel 7. Mm-hmm. So if I remember correctly, I think it's Daniel 7, verse 17. I think it says, and, and 24, yeah, somewhere there, it says, you know, this beast was the, you know, the fourth beast is the fourth kingdom. Yes. That will arise and so forth. So, um, yeah, you can... Sharissa will find that scripture for you as we go along, but the earth
0: seven twenty three
1: seven twenty three. What does it say there? It
0: says uh, thus, thus he said the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth which shall be diverse from all other kingdoms.
1: Okay, so a beast represents a kingdom, and
0: and that's uh, not surprising. That's not
1: surprising because in Daniel seven you've got those four beasts, you know, and um, and the the lion with with um, eagles wings that represents Babylon, and we do the same
0: today. That's right, even today. Kangaroo and emu on our standard. <laughs>
1: That's right. And America's Nellum. got the bald eagle.
0: Yeah, The
1: bald eagle's your national animal, I'm sure. Um, Shell is nodding. <laughs> she is nodding. and um, Do you know what Russia's is?
0: I can't remember. The bear. The bear, yes.
1: Yeah. The bear. Do you know what France's is?
0: Is it a bird?
1: A rooster. A rooster yeah, yeah, the yeah, a rooster's a bird.
0: <laughs> I can't remember which right.
1: What about England.
0: Utah, the, the lion, lion, the, the lion, lion. yes,
1: yeah, the lion. Do you know of any?
0: I uh, had one, the Bengal tiger for India.
1: Oh, yes, that's true. Is yeah. that right? I think so.
0: Oh, anyway, it's a it's a symbol of a nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the kiwi for Oh, from, oh uh, yes, New I was Zealand. waiting for you
1: to say that. Kiwi, <laughs> kiwi bird for New Zealand. So we do that today. So a beast in Bible prophecy represents a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting, this first beast comes up out of the sea. All the four beasts of Daniel chapter seven—they all come up out of the sea. Now, what does the sea represent?
0: Well, we could say it represents water. We could say it represents a flood. But if we let the Bible tell us,
1: all right, what does that represent?
0: Revelation seventeen, 17 fifteen.
1: Yep. yep. Do you want to read it for us?
0: Then he said to me, "The waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues."
1: Okay. So what does, what does sea represent?
0: Populated place. Yes.
1: A populated place. And we, and we speak of a sea of people. There was a sea of people. So we even use that kind of language. Um, and so the earth is the opposite to the sea, Mm -hmm. of course. And so it's interesting. So this power comes up in a sparsely populated part of the world, the new world. And we call the United States. Part of the new world so and we speak of the old world as in western europe you know and asia and so on and so forth you know those three continents on the other side there and so we've got the united states coming up in the new world mm-hmm. we also have this description in revelation chapter 12 in revelation chapter 12 god says that there would be a nation that would arise from the earth that would help the woman that would mm-hmm. open the the way for the woman, which is the church that's being persecuted during that 1,260 years. If you'd like to read um, verse 16 of Revelation 12, Revelation 12, verse 16, notice the language there.
0: All right. The Bible says here, it says, But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth.
1: All right, what's this talking about?
0: Well, the woman is the church, yeah. and obviously she was being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Um, but the earth is going to help her and protect her. Yeah. And it's interesting that the United States, a lot of uh, people fled the tyranny and persecution they were experiencing in the old world to find freedom in the new world. Indeed. In the United States. Indeed. On the continent of North.
1: Indeed, York. and this brings us. This brings us to our next point. This power in Revelation 13 is described as what like? Lamb like? Yes. Who's the lamb?
0: Well, I think the lamb is mentioned 28 times. 29. 29 times in the book of Revelation Mm -hmm. and every time, bar this one. It's referring to Jesus.
1: Yes. And how do we know that the Lamb is Jesus Christ? Do we have a scripture for that?
0: Actually, John chapter 1, verse 29. Yeah.
1: Verse 29, yes. What did John say? He
0: said, when he saw Jesus this coming. This is John the Baptist, yes, by the way. Yes, John it, the Baptist. He's baptizing in the Jordan uh-huh. River and he saw Jesus coming. And he said, when he saw him, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world.
1: Wow, I told you Sharissa knows her Revelation 13 stuff, folks. I feel
0: like it's a bit of a this quiz is, right now. This
1: is a quiz. This is a quiz. I'm putting <laughs> is are on the spot, and there's no better place than on the radio. <laughs> I'm in
0: my spot. Yeah.
1: Well, the Bible says we ought to be ready always That's to give true. an answer. <laughs>
0: Especially on
1: an the organic radio, radio okay. program. Especially <laughs> an organic radio program. So, <laughs> folk, you can see this is not scripted. We just do this very organically <laughs> as the Spirit leads. And we hope and pray, I'm hoping and praying, that the Spirit leads in the right direction. Now, you're doing super well. All right, now you spoke of... Uh, the lamb, okay, being Christ-like. And um, it's interesting that in Matthew 11, 28, you would know this scripture where Jesus says, Come unto
0: me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest.
1: Yes. So that's what Jesus said. And he was open to all, wasn't he?
0: he Come was
1: unto me. He invited everyone. All inclusive. All inclusive. Did he have anyone that he excluded? No. No. He, he went out of his way, didn't he?
0: And I love that. That John three sixteen really encapsulates mm. the all inclusiveness of, of Christ's go ministry. For, for God so loved the world, mm. everybody, <laughs> that he gave his only begotten mm. Son. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. And what do we have on the Statue of Liberty? I've got to read these. Oh,
0: words. you tell me. Do that you one. do you have those I words up have there? Those you don't words. Okay, here we go.
1: On the Statue of Liberty we have uh, a plaque, and on that plaque we have Ingrained These Words by Emma Lazarus, okay, from a poem. And check these words out and compare them to Jesus' words in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of, our te- of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Mm. Doesn't that sound like the words of Jesus, it the does. lamb? It does. And guess what? Where, where is the Statue of Liberty to be found? Somewhere down in Florida?
0: It's New York.
1: New York Harbour. Isn't that right, Shell? New York Harbour. Why New York Harbour? You tell me. All right. <laughs> I do New
0: know. York Harbour.
1: <laughs> from the Old World. As the ah. ships sailed from the Old World, where was their destination? New York Harbour. And so as those... As, as, as those are persecuted, be they political or religious persecution that they were experiencing, you know, men and women, boys and girls, as they made their way from the old world, Europe, to the new world, they would be greeted even before they got off those ships. They would be greeted by the Statue of Liberty. We have come to a nation that espouses liberty and freedom for all. You can believe what you want to believe as long as you're not harming anyone. Mm -hmm. You are free to exercise your conscience in matters of faith and in matters of, of, of how you go about who you vote for and who you don't vote for and so on and so forth. Amen. Powerful stuff powerful stuff now it's interesting um, you mentioned um, you mentioned our friend John Wesley mm-hmm. there were three other individuals um, Americans who identified the United States um, or this power these two horns as representing civil and religious liberty mm. this is really fascinating okay. one of them was dr. Thomas Goodwin in 1680 Wow
0: 1680.
1: The other one was Isaac Bacchus in 1786 and the other one was Judge John Bacon in 1799. Okay. So it's fascinating that these three individuals, they connected this power with Protestantism.
0: Mm, Protestant America.
1: Protestant America.
0: You know... I yeah, carry quote, on. I've got a little quote here from an American historian, Clinton Rossiter. Uh-huh. And what does he, he say? He says, the twin doctrines of separation of church and state and liberty of individual conscience. Those mm-hmm, twin doctrines, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he said, are the marrow of our democracy, if not indeed America's most magnificent contribution to the freeing of the Western man.
1: Wow, that's powerful. Yes. I don't have that quote. That's a I'll powerful quote. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> and do you know who the first person was based on – what we've read here in Revelation 13, especially verse 11, when I looked at the identification marks, of this, who was the first person to identify United States as this second beast of Revelation was 13? Was he an Adventist? Yes, he Jane was. Jane Andrews. Jane Andrews. And I
0: learned that from you.
1: <laughs> uh, do you remember what year?
0: Uh, I've read it. In 1851.
1: Wow. 1851. A... So this is at a time when the United States was certainly not the superpower. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a little... Um, as far as power goes, it was just very small, very small. It was way down at the bottom of the list. And then Ellen G. White, uh, one of the founders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, whom God inspired in an incredible way in 1884, she also confirmed that this is indeed the United States of America. So this is a long, long time ago.
0: Wow. It's exciting stuff. It is
1: exciting stuff. It is exciting stuff. Now, it's interesting. The, the United States, its population growth compared to the Russia, Russia and the UK is phenomenal. In 1900, I did, I did some research. In 1900, the United States had 76 million people. Russia had 128 million and the UK had 39 million. In 2021, okay, 121 years later, the USA has 333 million. Russia has 146 million, which is an extra, you know, 15 million or less. Then the UK has 68 million, which is another 30 million. Mm. So the United States has quadrupled. So you can clearly see this nation has been blessed by God like no
0: other. So true. And you know what? I'm thinking too about all the other beasts of prophecy and the, what this one ends up doing, like the others are all fierce mm. and they like attack. And yeah. this one's. Just a lamb-like it's beast. It's lamb-like,
1: yes, yes, And then yes. it
0: becomes, you know, speaks like a dragon. So it's a young and peaceful nation, Amen. I guess.
1: It is indeed. It is indeed. And so there, there's a lot more, Sharissa, that we need to look we at. We'll come back to it. Um, indeed, we'll come back to it and we're going to unpack this power a little more.
0: Yes, so stay tuned, everyone. Sandra Enterman is bringing us now Chorus of Faith, a beautiful song from a beautiful voice, and we will be back with more right after
2: i sing with your heart Make melody with the words Of your mouth The mind that you listen Tell it to others Hear the chorus of faith Live the chorus of faith The first note of the song Split the darkness And was sung by the planets and stars And the light spoke Hallelujah And the words of the chorus Were sung by angels before us Now come join in the tune Sing it with your life Sing with your heart Make melody words of your mouth, mind that you listen Tell it to others, hear the chorus of faith Live the chorus of faith Then in time, Jesus came to be for us And His coming made our life a song His word is the chorus, is the light that is burning, is the truth beyond the learning, is the reason we sing. Sing it with your life, sing with your heart, make melody with the words of your mouth. The mind that you listen, tell it to others Hear the chorus of faith Live the chorus of faith songs where life is about And if you refuse The stones will cry out We do not sing that We might be more blessed He loves us with passion Without regret He cannot love more And will not love less Your life, sing with your heart, make melody with the words of your mouth. But mind that you listen, tell it to others here and live the chorus of faith. Sing it with your life, sing with your heart, make melody with the words of your mouth. But mind that you listen, tell it to others here and live the chorus of faith. Sing it with your life, sing with your heart Make melody with the words of your mouth Mind that you listen, tell it to others Hear and live the chorus of faith Hear and live the chorus of faith Hear and live the chorus
4: of faith everyone, we're
1: the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense
0: quiz, great giveaways, awe-inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Bracky family.
1: We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for
3: your local airtime. So it looks bad.
0: We're still continuing here in the Looking Up show, and we're excited about what we're studying here in Revelation chapter 13. But before we keep going, because we've got so much more to unpack, there is a prize up for the winning Mm -hmm. for the first or third person who connects with us in today's program, and the code word that they need to call or text us with is...
1: Liberty! Liberty,
0: what a word. Ah, oh, liberty. liberty. So if you would like to get your hands on the book, The Rapture Delusions Exposing Dangerous Errors About the End of the World, written by Steve Wahlberg, call or text us here in the studio on 0491 with the word liberty. Mm. And if you do and you're the first person or the third person to do so, this book is on Amen. the way to you.
1: We were going to. We did a vote here in our studio. It was a toss-up between liberty and freedom. Like we've been talking freedom, haven't we? With COVID, you know, Freedom Day and so on and so forth. Um, but we went with liberty. We did because liberty is as American. It's as, just American, a nice word. It's as a, and, and it's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful idea, and it's as American as American can get. You know, so
0: land of liberty,
1: the land of liberty, the home. The, the land of the free and the home of the brave. There Is that you know. how it goes, Sharissa? The land of the free and the home of the brave. And really, yeah. you know what? We're talking about the United States in Bible prophecy, and this nation has been blessed by God more than any other in all of human history. Let me give you one statement from an American who who wrote these words, um, Ellen White, who, who was one of the first... Um, individuals to identify this nation based on Bible prophecy as the United States of America. And this is what she wrote. She wrote more than a century ago. She wrote, The Lord has done more for the United States than for any other country upon which the sun shines. Wow. That's powerful. Beautiful. And, and she goes on. And she wrote this in a magazine called Signs of the Times, a great magazine, Signs of the Times, back on July 4, Independence Day, 1899. So, okay. So on their big special day, she wrote this statement, Charissa. Uh The greatest and most favoured nation upon the earth is the United States, a gracious providence. And it's interesting. They have Providence, Rhode Island there, and providence is, is very much part of... Of, of, of this nation and its history. A gracious providence has shielded this country and poured upon her the choicest of heaven's blessings. Here the persecuted and oppressed have found refuge. Here the Christian faith in its purity has been taught. These people have been the recipients of great light and unrivaled mercies.
0: Mm, beautiful.
1: Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. And um, so the United States has has really been blessed by no other. And no wonder they sing God bless America. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sing that song and appropriately so because God bless America. He has blessed this nation more than any other. And, you know, we're not here looking to, you know, sort of trumpet the cause of the United States, in some, you know, patriotic way, um, because we're Australians. Shelley's an American. You know, we love all people from all countries. God loves people from all nations. But the United States has been placed on planet Earth as a safe haven um, where the gospel would go to the whole world. Did you have something that you wanted to share? Sure, just
0: just an amen.
1: Amen. Yeah. And, so, and so I've got a sermon that, I, that I, when I speak of the United States in Bible prophecy, when I look at some of it, I call it um, blessed to be a blessing.
0: Mm,
1: blessed like to be a blessing. And really the United States was blessed to be a blessing. And this reminds us of the children of Israel mm-hmm. through Abraham. What did God say to Abraham at the very beginning? I will bless
0: you it? and you will be a blessing.
1: Exactly. And where did God place the nation of Israel? right there in the center of the then-known world, Mm. the major highway Mm -hmm. that connected the three continents of Asia, Europe, and Africa, right there in the heart of the then-known world. you know That was like the roundabout. I refer to it as the roundabout of the then-known world. God placed Israel. Why? So that they could be a blessing to all the other nations so that people would come into and through Israel and would learn about the God of heaven. You know, Amen. it's powerful. And even where did Jesus begin his ministry? He began his ministry in Galilee, mm-hmm. okay, Capernaum. The Bible says, you know, and there's a there's a, a passage regarding you know Jesus um, being in Capernaum, and um and it's really fascinating that yeah he was he was there in Capernaum, and uh, and when you take a look at Capernaum, you discover that was like a central place, a major thoroughfare. Where people travelled from one side to the other, you know, from from Africa up into Europe and Asia and vice versa, and um, and here's a really interesting. Um, this was from one historian that I picked up, and this, and this this tells about the United States of America why it's the superpower, and what God's plan is for this nation. The town of Capernaum stood near the northwest corner of the Sea of Galilee, situated along the busy Via Maris trade route also known as the way of the sea people from around the world could hear jesus message as they traveled on the via maris wow tolls were collected there by the roman governor and it was in capernaum where jesus called levi and so on and so forth it goes on and so jesus placed himself right there in the center where there would be more access to his message than anywhere else in galilee amen See, so
0: God's very strategic about what he does.
1: Very much so, very much so. So we have the United States, these two horns that represent, as we've talked about, you know, uh, civil and religious liberty. Yes. And we know that because this this beast um, doesn't have any crowns.
0: Yeah, now, because someone could say that this beast could be Australia because, yeah. you know, we were discovered around that period around of time. That yeah. period of time yeah. you know. And that would be a very important thing to highlight, the crowns, mm. because the horns have no crowns on them. The no. sea beast has crowns all over the horns, yeah, it does. but this one doesn't. Yeah. And we come under the Commonwealth, mm. therefore it can't be Australia.
1: It can't be because you just look at it, one of our coins, Charissa, yep. and who is what face is on our coins?
0: Her Majesty. Her
1: Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. That's and her. there's very much a quail. A, crown. A crown. (laughs) A crown. I
0: was like, I've never heard that before.
1: (laughs) That's very organic. That's very organic. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's a crown (laughs) on her head signifying that, yeah, she is the the queen. Um, So, yeah, no crowns on this beast. A government of the people, for the people and by the people. It's a republican government, you know, without a king and a protestant. Um, nation without a pope because they wanted to be different you know they wanted citizens yes. um you know a country filled with citizens and not subjects
0: yes. which was
1: the you know the way things were in the old world and God has blessed you know God has blessed the United States beyond any other nation let's just let, let's just take a look at some of the key points politically is there any nation that is more powerful politically nope stronger arm you know.
0: It sets the culture of the world in a way through movies and Absolutely. Hollywood. Absolutely. So and social food. and
1: cultural leader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about technology?
0: Oh, Silicon Valley.
1: <laughs> Internet. Where did it all come from? United States. The United States. What about the economy? Oh, it's... Absolutely.
0: America sneezes. We all catch a cold.
1: Exactly. And, and military. I came across this interesting fact. Um, the United States spends on military more than the next eight nations combined. Wow, China, India, um, you know some of the other big Russia. Wow, you know, the
0: most spends more than all of them combined.
1: Combined, yeah,
0: wow,
1: yeah, more than. Eight of the next nations combined. So there you go. So this is the United States of America. So this this is this power. Make absolutely no mistake about it. Now, let's take a look at these uh, two all-important principles, and I think this was your quote Mm -hmm. that you shared regarding civil and religious liberty. Mm -hmm. So these are the two foundations of this nation. Now, it's interesting that, we have the Declaration of Independence, you yep. know, signed in 1776, you know, July 4, And it says, We hold, I don't know if you've got any of these quotes there with you. I can read them. Um, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, there's our code word, mm-hmm. and the pursuit of happiness. Now, how Christlike is that?
0: and it sounds like you it sounds like something from the bible <laughs> it literally
1: sounds like something from the bible you're spot on yeah. and notice they've got the creator right there yeah you know endowed by their creator amazing with these rights
0: beautiful document it is beautiful and constitution
1: absolutely and you never would guess that things are going to change which they do mm-hmm. because there's another image you know that comes about not the creator's image but another image that is formed, and um, and it's interesting. Even the United States Constitution, the First Amendment, you know, drafted in 1788. I mean, you know, the First Amendment of the You know, Congress mm. shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, you know, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble. And to petition the government for a redress of grievances. In other words, you're allowed to protest. Yep. You know, you're allowed. And that's why during the pandemic they were protesting in the United States of America. They were
0: protesting for us.
1: They were. <laughs> did you see that show? I did. They were protesting for Australians. Um, <laughs> Save Australia, I think was one of them. One <laughs> of the signs I cries. saw. Yeah, amazing. So, so this is a land of the free and the home of the brave. And um, so, what why, why did they? Have that as their first amendment, like separation of church and state. Why? What's the history behind that? Why yeah, they would they? Had, they why had, would they have that right at the beginning?
0: Yeah, they had come from places where this uh-huh. hadn't been the case, uh-huh. from the old world where you know in England and there was power, there was a union between church and state, and they had that experienced tyranny and oppression under it. So they thought, we are going to escape this. Mm. We don't want this, So we'll prevent it from ever happening by putting it into our. Amendments of the constitution.
1: So the constitution and the constitution of any nation is is really the the primary document. <laughs> Excuse yes. me, the primary document that will that will determine um, the prosperity and the happiness and the peace of that nation.
3: Yes. You know,
1: as goes the constitution, so goes the nation. And what's the constitution of heaven? It's the Ten Commandments. Mm. And the and guess what? This is incredible, Sharissa. I'm getting really excited. <laughs> this. This um, Constitution of the United States of America is literally grounded and founded on the Ten Commandments. And why do I say that? Because the Ten Commandments are two tablets. The first half, Mm. the first four commandments deal with our relationship with God. Mm. And the state, the government, has absolutely no right to meddle in your personal faith with God or if you have no faith at all. So no no way can it meddle. That's the first part. And so you have the second half, which is, you know, um, how we relate to one another. And the government has God given authority on ensuring that, you know, families uh, are, are respected and family life is promoted and encouraged in the nation. For as goes the family, so goes the nation, you know, health and well being, you know, murder and lying and da 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 da, all those things. So the state has a responsibility. To, to bring in laws in harmony with um, the upholding of the second half of the commandment. So that's the state's role. Mm-hmm. So we have that in the Constitution. Um, and it's interesting. It's also interesting that Jesus talked about, you know, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, give to God what belongs to God.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's only one place where... Um where God is a law, well, where a lawgiver and a king and a priest can mm-hmm. all be functioning harmoniously together, and it's in heaven in God Himself.
1: Yes, indeed,
0: He's able to do all those three.
1: Indeed, indeed, and so and so, this is quite incredible. However, things sadly change. They do. And what does it say? I, I, I really wish, I really wish that it ended with the word lamb. Mm. You know, then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. The end. America, happily ever after. But it goes on. What does it say, Charissa? And spoke
0: like a dragon. Ouch.
1: Ouch. (laughs) Who's the dragon?
0: Well, previous chapter tells us it's Satan, but how he spoke and, I guess, worked through pagan Rome.
1: Mm. And how does a nation speak?
0: Through its laws.
1: And legislative assembly. Wow. So that is where we're going to be going. We're going to be heading in that direction. So all of a sudden, Satan now works through this nation, and how does Satan work through his two favorite methods, deception and coercion? Do we have that in Revelation 13? We do. Do we have deception? Do we have cause? We do. Yes, we do. So things are going to turn horribly wrong.
0: Oh well, you know, before they do, <laughs> we have to sing some. We have to have a patriotic song on this uh, on this show, and so we have oh. shells put in. God bless America oh, by the Gaither yes. Vocal so before, Band.
1: Before it all turns to custard,
0: <laughs> let's just enjoy this for a moment, shall we? God bless America oh, this song. by the Gaither oh. Vocal Band.
1: <laughs> I I I'm almost tempted to become an American after listening to <laughs> almost it.
0: Almost persuaded. <laughs> almost
1: persuaded. I mean I mean we've got beautiful songs like Once a Jolly Sweat <laughs> I'll I'll quit. But I mean that is just something else, isn't it? it that's is. that's just top shelf stuff. So
0: It is beautiful song and we are welcoming you back to the final part of our Bible study here on uh, Looking Up we've been unpacking Revelation chapter 13 and a reminder if you haven't already tried and I'm, I'm not sure yet actually if they've all gone but the book that is our prize for today's winners of those who are connecting with us if you're the first and third person to do so the book The Rapture Delusions by Steve Wahlberg is yours you just have to call or text us here in the studio with 0491 Six six nine, and give us the code word liberty, and we will make sure that this book is coming to you first and third. Amen, amen. All right, Pastor Danny.
1: All right, we haven't got a long a lot of time left, so we're just going to really get into it. Um, The last um, section, and we want to take a look at how um, two opposites. Are attracting in a, in a major way. So we've taken a look at the United States of America there in verse eleven, and then if you want to read verse twelve again for us, please, Sharissa, Revelation thirteen twelve, where where things just go horribly wrong for this nation that God has blessed beyond any other.
0: Speaking of this nation, the Bible says, And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed.
1: Okay, this is just epic. We could literally do a whole hour on this. But what the Bible here says is that he here is the United States of America. The United States will give its authority and its power and will work on behalf of the first beast, which is the Roman Papacy and caused the entire world to worship according to the dictates of this first beast. Amazing. So here we've got separation of church and state. We've got liberty just trashed. The Statue of Liberty might as well just be obliterated and sunk in New York Harbor, never to be seen again. We have the end of America's freedom of religion and liberty right here.
0: Wow. It's hard to believe that that's even possible, but yeah. the Bible says it. And you know what? With the way things happen in the world, things changing just like that, you know, we're talking today about things we never thought we'd be talking about yeah. in the news. The Bible's not far off. It is. It, it's right on track. It's it going to happen.
1: It is right on track. It is right on track. And um, there was a very interesting um, Time magazine um, that came out uh, back in July uh, of 4, 2011. And it was interesting. The front cover: Does the U.S. Constitution still matter? And Sharissa had had through that founding document, um, "We the People," it had, had a shredder going through that document. Mm. That's the front cover of Time magazine. You wow. know, people can Google it if they want. Um, and and the the title, the subtitle was: One document under siege. Wow. Okay. It's under siege because of what you said, how times are changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were asking, you know, the framers of, of, of the constitution, you know, what would they say about this and this and this and this and this, and this that it's happening today? And they're asking, is the U S constitution still relevant mm. in our third millennium with the things that we've got going on? And so things are, are rapidly changing and, um, and this wall. That has been erected to separate church and state. The bricks are uh, sadly, they're coming down um, slowly but surely, and um, and not so slowly as well. And so, what it says here is that things are going to rapidly change in the end, and um, and the world, the world will be forced. It says causes.
0: You know, in order for that to happen, the Constitution has to change. That's
1: right. It has to, yeah. So the Constitution has to be revoked because it says very clearly Congress cannot establish religion or prevent the free exercise thereof. And it's interesting, in Daniel chapter three, and Daniel chapter six, you have these two clauses. Mm. In Daniel chapter three, you have the establishment of false religion. In Daniel chapter six, you have the prohibition of True. Of true religion. True. So the United States placed that in their constitution so Daniel would never be repeated mm. in that nation, which it was in the old world.
0: Get rid of it, though, and it will be repeated. And, and
1: it will be repeated. So it's really, really fascinating. And and Satan will work through his two best friends, coercion and deception. Yes. And even bringing what down from heaven in order to deceive fire people? Fire down. Fire. And what has fire been associated with in Bible?
0: Miracles. Miracles
1: and the work of God. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a few times when fire, when God brought fire down from heaven?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of Mount Carmel.
1: Yeah, that's the big one, isn't it?
0: Yeah, when the you know they were dancing around the altar trying to invoke Baal to set fire, and only God, the living Mm -hmm. God, is able to do that. Also, then the dedication of the temple.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Solomon. um,
1: Solomon's temple and the first sanctuary as well. There was fire.
0: And then there's uh, Acts chapter two. Yes, Pentecost.
1: Tongues of fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, a false revival of sorts, Mm -hmm, maybe we're mm -hmm. looking at here. False revival, but who else can bring fire down from heaven? Satan. Satan. Can you remember false revival? Yeah, Job, when Satan brings Mm -hmm. fire down from heaven that destroys Job's livestock and Mm -hmm. his servants. True, I'd not. I've never thought of that. Yeah, Job. Yeah, Job, chapter one. (laughs) Good point. And um, so, Satan is able to bring literal fire Mm -hmm. down from heaven. He's able to, and he's able to deceive, and he seeks to deceive. And And it says here. All those, um, you know, all those that would not worship um, a certain way would not go along with this image of the beast, which is church and state uniting. That's the image of the beast, the image of what happened in the old world. They will not be able to buy or sell, so there'll be sanctions placed upon them, and ultimately there'll even be a death decree. Yep. Yeah. So we have the same stories from the book of Daniel, and Daniel chapter three, by the way, is the parallel to Revelation chapter thirteen. Mm. Fascinating stuff. All right. In this time remaining, um, this seems just absolutely incredible. If you would have even shared this, say, say 120-odd years ago, that the United States and the Roman papacy would become best mates, you would have been scoffed at and laughed at. You would have been. So I did a little bit of research and discovered, sure so this is really interesting. People can go onto Wikipedia and check this out. But from no, in 1919... 1919 was the first time a U.S. president and a pope had a meeting together. Wow. 1919, right? And from now, sorry, from 1919 to today, so just over 100 100 years, 102 years to be exact, they've had 30 meetings. Wow. Um, The popes, uh, between six popes and 14 American presidents, okay, during that period of time, 30 meetings. But check out. The first one was in 1919. It took 40 years until the next meeting happened in 1959. Then another four years until 1963 and JFK, you know, the first Catholic president. And that was a big deal in America. Huge deal that we've got a Catholic president because they were so frightened of what this could mean. And guess what? If you take a look at the Wikipedia um, listing there, as time has gone on, more and more meetings have taken place between US presidents and the Roman pontiff. You know, it's just thick and fast as you move into the last 20 to 30 years, just thick and fast. And the latest being um, our friend Joe Biden, who is the second Roman Catholic president. And it's fascinating. Um, a front cover headline that back in January of this year, 2021. Biden and Pope Francis Could Make a Climate Change Miracle. Wow. (laughs) Subtitle, How the New US Leader and the Liberal Pontiff, like presidents and popes before them, can cooperate to transform American politics.
0: Wow. That's an incredible title. You know what else I thought was pretty interesting yeah. was, um, when Biden was, you know, installed in his office mm. and then they brought the cameras yeah. into his office yeah, and they're yeah. right on his shoulder. You know, you, you, you strategically put what mm. you want on the desk mm. behind. Mm. So the camera's not can behind sit. him, but just to the side so we can get so it so in the camera.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> There's a
0: picture of him shaking the Pope's head.
1: Wow, yeah.
0: I thought to my, I actually thought it was a joke when I first yeah. read it. I thought, that can't be real. Yeah. But it's real. It's
1: real. It's not a it's Photoshop like, job. No, it's real.
0: It's like, you know, there's the two heads of the two big powers interesting. prophecy meeting and,
1: interesting. and shaking hands. It's interesting. And do you know what? This reminds me of what brought about the fall of communism. Mm. Two characters came together, John Paul II and Ronald Reagan came together and they appeared on the front cover of Time magazine back in 1992, February 24. This was the headline, front cover of Time magazine back in 1992, how Reagan and the Pope conspired to assist Poland's solidarity movement and hasten the demise of communism. Mm-hmm.
0: 1992.
1: I have a photocopy, not the original, but I have a photocopy of that Time magazine right here, Charissa. Yes. And um, I can see it. This meeting actually happened in 1982, 10 years before. So Time magazine only found out, and the world only found out about this 10 years later. Only President Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul II were present at the Vatican on Monday, June 7, 1982. It was the first time the two talked for more than 50 minutes, and in that meeting, Reagan and the Pope agreed to undertake a clandestine campaign to hasten the dissolution of the Communist Empire. And then... This was one of the great secret alliances of all time. Wow.
3: Wow. This is straight out of Revelation 13.
1: (laughs) So we have the United States and the Roman papacy coming together. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Will they cause another miracle?
0: Mm. They did it
1: 30 years prior.
0: Watch this space.
1: Watch this space. So 40 years ago there was a meeting. Now 40 years later there's another meeting. And climate change, as we've already discovered, is the big hot topic And that is really, really fascinating. Here's another front cover, Mm -hmm. and this tells you where things are heading. This is a Time magazine, September 28, 2015, the new Roman Empire, Mm -hmm. the global reach of Pope Francis, Mm. the global reach of Pope Francis. And this article goes on and just talks about how how Pope Francis is literally flavor of the month around the world, just as the Bible said would be the case. And um, it said, as of last December, Francis was viewed favorably by 84% of those polled in Europe, 78% in the U.S., and 72% in Latin America, according to the Pew Research Center.
0: Hmm.
1: Wow. Powerful stuff, isn't it? Amazing. Absolutely powerful stuff. So I'm telling you, it's all happening. This was was another very interesting um, uh, headline here. If I, if I see this from a Time Magazine article, and this was back on April 14, 2008. This was just before Pope Benedict went to the United States for his first visit. And the, check this out. This is, if, if this is not out of Bible prophecy, sure, I don't know. Why the Pope Loves America.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's some really good quotes about that. I'm
1: telling you, this is front cover of Time magazine, April 14, 2008. Our listeners can go and Google and fact check me all they like. And here we go. Notice this. This is is the inside story. Uh, It's called The American Pope. Okay, that's the title of the story. And then the subtitle, On the Eve of Benedict XVI's First papal visit to the U.S. A revealing look at his long fascination with America and how it is shaping his vision for the world. Have mercy! Wow, what do you say about that, my friend?
0: I'm trying to find a quote that also that you can I share one? Go one? for it! Go this for is, it!
1: Absolutely. This
0: is from 1913. It appeared in a Protestant magazine from the Catholic Standard and Times in 1894. This is what they said. The United States of America, it can be said without exaggeration, are the chief thought of Leo thirteenth. That's Pope Leo. Yeah. A few days ago, receiving an eminent American, Leo said, the United States are the future. We think of them incessantly.
1: Wow huge
0: <laughs> that was way back in 1913 that's
1: amazing amazing and so we have pope francis addressing uh the house of congress you know the the jewel oh, house of congress join, back in two thousand fifty joint, joint session that was the first time that it ever happened we have you know at pope john paul ii's funeral three presidents um come for the first time in human history that has ever happened that that, you know, we have, we have three presidents. I don't know. I'm not even sure if there was one that had ever turned up to a papal funeral, let alone three. And nearly they were nearly the for party. five minutes, for five minutes. So that was pretty phenomenal. Um, and so, yeah, you have, you have these incredible headlines that are telling us that these two powers are coming together.
0: Ugh. That's incredible. And you know, just as
1: the Bible predicted,
0: just as the Bible predicted. Friends, if this doesn't give you confidence in God's word, I don't know what will. This is amazing seeing prophecy come alive. We're going to a song, and then we'll be right back after this.
4: Friends, come on in. It's not too late. The door is still open, why do you wait? God is patiently calling to you The ark door is open, won't you come through? The animal kinds were all counted for Seven days now they've all been on board Noah stands like a cross with his arms open wide Warning the law, they'll be safe inside Friends, come on in, it's not too late The door is still open, why do you wait? God is patiently calling to you the ark door is open, won't you come through? Noah preached and he pleaded, he did all he could. He begged and he warned them, but it did no good. They laughed and they mocked, they scoffed and they cheered. They turned away with their hands on their ears, still he said. Friends, come on in, it's not too late The door is still open, why do you wait? God is patiently calling to you The ark door is open, won't you come through? Many years later, now after the flood When Jesus our Savior spoke to us in love I am the door by me If any man enter in, he shall be saved Friends, come on in, it's not too late The door is still open, why do you wait? In John ten nine, God's calling to you. The ark door is open. Won't you come
0: through? You're listening to Buddy Davis. The ark door is open. And we are at the end of our program today. It's been a an epic Bible study and it's gone real quick. Actually, we wish we had more time. Mm. But Pastor Danny, what would you like to leave our listeners with?
1: Well, I'd like to leave our listeners with what we started off with and that is we have a more sure word of prophecy and um, and this word of prophecy points us to Jesus, it points us to his coming. We can put our faith and trust in God's word, in his prophetic word because what God has said 2,000 years ago, these prophecies that we're looking at today in Revelation, they're from 2,000 years ago. And what God has said 2,000 years ago, we are seeing literally played out before our very eyes in real time. And so mm-hmm. we can put our faith and trust in God's word. We can put our faith and trust in Jesus. This alone will provide us with assurance. And so I hope and pray that each and every person that has listened to this program today will will continue to put their faith and trust in Jesus. Spend time in God's word. You know, spend time in his word. Um, you know, read the prophecies, just read the scriptures and pray and ask God to give you wisdom and understanding, and he will. And then share, share with others that Jesus is coming. We're seeing those final movements. Um, we're seeing the final pieces of the prophetic puzzle coming together. We and are. so this is telling us Jesus is drawing near and it's time for us to share with others and prepare people because Jesus is indeed coming soon Sharissa. I really do believe that.
0: I believe that too and you know I just I just thank God for our listeners you know we don't believe that God led you to this by accident. We believe he's got you here Amen. listening because he wants you to be ready and he wants you to be looking up looking forward to seeing him when he comes. And so uh, we're just so thrilled. I uh, thank you for leading us through the Bible study and look I think there's more we want oh, to go deeper there, maybe There's a
1: lot we will. We We will. will. I think we'll revisit this subject. There's so much more to share.
0: Ah, Look, we look forward to it. And uh, maybe you could close us out with uh, with a word of prayer and then we can talk about what's coming in the future.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much for the blessings that you have provided for us from your word. Father, we indeed have a more sure word of prophecy. Um, As Peter wrote, we have not followed cunningly devised fables, but Father, we have your sure word of prophecy that helps us to know the times that we are in, where we are heading, and ultimately that we can put our faith and trust in Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you have told us that when we see all these things come to pass, that we are seeing come to pass, we are to look up because our redemption is drawing near. Dear Lord, it's our earnest prayer that each and every person listening to this broadcast will put their faith and trust in Jesus, will lean on him and Mm -hmm. him alone, because indeed our redemption is drawing near. Lord, we're looking forward to the day when you will come and you will usher in the ultimate new world order where there will be no more sin, suffering and sorrow. May we seek to be part of your everlasting kingdom of love is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of this series. Yep. And we're going to begin a new study topic next week. And it'll be very appropriately themed all about Jesus mm, and amen. Uh, all about the coming of Jesus. The first time he came as mm. we, you know, as we prepare for the coming of Jesus the second time, there are many lessons we can learn from his first coming. Amen. So come back, join us again this time next week. And uh, also just want to remind you, you can go to the website, faith FM, and uh, you can look up all the past presentations and uh, programs there and really Really spend a lot of time there. Get the app. Download the app. You won't be disappointed. You can then listen to your heart's content whenever you want. Amen. And uh, after this program... Don't leave the channel. We're going to go live to Adelaide for the Drive Time program, and so you will be blessed as you continue listening there. And so, friends, thank you again for joining us uh, this afternoon. We always enjoy having you listening, and thank you for the comments we receive. And mm, we amen. just pray you're blessed in every way. And as you leave this program, I'd stay on the channel. Remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. Keep looking to Jesus. God bless you. We'll see you next week keep looking
3: up don't keep looking up don't give up don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart keep looking up don't give up don't give up should the tears begin to start. with a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea, His love is always there for me.